Welcome to Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, and welcome to today's podcast. Well, hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host as always, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast. Now, today's podcast is going to be a little unique. Uh, we are going to actually look at some questions that are on our forum. Now, what forum would that be? If you're listening to this podcast and you're a student who are trying to prepare for an electrical exam, uh, and you really need a good resource to study and like-minded individuals to bounce things off to help increase that chance you'll pass your exam, uh, and you want it free, um, there's nothing better than going to our forum, and that is Master the NEC Exam Prep. Um, and that forum is closed group. You're only going to get access to it if you answer a question, and of course the question is, are you studying for an exam? It's a yes or no question. If you say no, you're not going to get in. Uh, if you say yes, I'm going to assume you're not a liar and you want to come in and you want to help prepare to pass an exam. Uh, that's what that form is for. That form is exclusively for preparing for an exam. Okay. So if you want to prepare for an exam and you want people to bounce things off of, I don't always get in here to answer questions and I just realized that I've had it closed off for many, many months. I wondered why it wasn't getting any traffic and it's my fault. I apologize. I had for some reason turned it off and nobody said anything to me. I just figured y'all all just the real quiet individuals. So, um, But with that said, if you want to uh, join that forum and you're preparing for an exam, go over to YouTube and look for and just search up at the top left, search Master the NEC Exam Prep and you'll get a link to it and you can click it. Of course, we have Master the NEC, which is the normal Facebook page. Join that too. That's not a membership thing. You can post there or I post a bunch of stuff on there. I appreciate if you would follow or share it or like it or whatever. Um, So anything like that. So anyway, Let's do this. So I want to start a new kind of new series where I just answer people's questions. And and I want to tell you that I am going to do a live, uh, some live where I'm in here answering questions and things like that live. And I want to interact with you folks that are in here. So I will let you know ahead of time when I'm going to be live in there and I'll take questions and we can just... uh, you know, shoot the crap about different things that you want to ask, and and we'll do that from time to time. Uh, again, my time is getting really limited with the books that I'm working on, and and some of the other stuff that we got going on here, uh, and of course my my day job, which also is with with Encore, um, and so trying to squeeze all this in. It's you know I'll do my best, but I want to be able to reach out to you. I get tons and tons of emails and texts and and things like that and I appreciate everything Uh, I love when I see students pass their exam it's it's nothing greater than that buddy nothing Um, so you know I've been giving away free content for the past 15 years or more Um, so again we just started our academies and a couple years ago and and now I have paying courses Uh, but you know we still have all the free content we'll continue to have the free content okay so anyway, let's look at some questions uh, that are asked on here and see if I can't answer them. And if I butcher your name, I apologize. 
Um, for those that are on the, our forum, you'll know who you are and uh, those type of things. Uh, the first one that I'm running into, uh, Luke Nolan Blakeney, uh, or Blackney. I'm sorry, Luke, if I butchered that. Um, he posts, if a test question asks, where can you use items outside its listing, would the answer be never, or can anybody approve use outside its listing? All right, so any product that's listed, you have to use it within their listing. You know, as David here, uh, Englehart, who's also a member of the forum, very knowledgeable member, uh, posted 1103A. Um, and of course, I would say also 1103B, utilizing all products in accordance with their listing, uh, would also be something that I would uh, uh, be utilized for. Um, so there are applications where you might have products, I just should remind you, that aren't listed. Um, and you're really not using them outside of their listing. They're just, they're just not, they're not listed, okay? Uh, one of those type of concepts, okay? Um, so other than that, where you see something that generally tells you it's got to be listed, then, and you have to follow within its listing. Uh, of course, the authority having jurisdiction has broad latitude okay very broad latitude and what they accept or not uh, but the problem with that is you know I like to tell them you know what when you make an acceptance of something uh, for a product that's listed for a certain application you allow it to be used for another application then you know what you're just increasing your liability and that's all I can say on that uh, but they do make things like wireways for example that don't have to be listed there's certain boxes that don't have to be listed um, and then, of course, there's the listed boxes like floor boxes and things like that, FS boxes, FD boxes. Those are for specific application. Then they're listed for their application and things like that, whether there's some NEMA rating on it or and it has to be evaluated. So I don't know if that answers your question, Luke, but um, I would say if something's listed, could you openly use it outside of its listing? Um, well... I guess, again, it depends on the AHJ and how they want to interpret that. Uh, let's see. Next one is Ben Mena. And hopefully I say this right. He says, hello, Paul. Hey, Ben. Uh, I enjoy your videos. They are great. I was wondering what mobile app is good for an all-around electrical calculations, code, tables? Well, if I had to tell you one that's all-around, like an all-around rounded one, that's current uh, in the 2017 code, I would probably say the Uglies book that's an app. Uh, you're going to pay for it, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't remember the price. Heck, it could be as much as the printed Ugly book. But for convenience of on your phone, excuse me, convenience <laughs> for on your phone, uh, you really can't beat the Ugly book. I mean, it's just got so much cram packed in it. Um, so it's just a great resource. Uh, it's very thought, thought out. Put together and and well vetted, um, but there's some other apps that I can you know I can recommend that I use from time to time. You now there is one app that I use that has not been updated to the 2017 code, which is which is a shame. Uh, but it's called EWP 2014. So if you search for EWP 2014, and you're going to pay for that app too. Uh, if you're in the 2014 code, it's well worth it. Um, it's kind of like an electric electric calc. Used to be those, those calculators you have, and of course that's also an app on here, Electrical. Uh, that's a great app too. You're going to pay for it, but it's a, it's a great all-around application. Uh, but if you're looking for you know some free ones, there are some good free ones. 
Uh, there's one that's on there that it's it's limited uh, because it's it is free. Although you can get the paid version, uh, and that one's called Electrical Calculations Pro. Now there's you can get the regular one, and you can get you can pay for the key, and that means you can you can purchase it. Um, but it's uh, it's pretty good too, and it's made by Etor Galena. I don't. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it looks like a little symbol with a sinusoidal soda waveform in the middle of it. Uh, that's a really good app as well. has a lot of formulas in it, uh, a lot of calculations in it, motors, conversions, other resources. Uh, for example, you can get the IP ratings on NEMA, protective class and enclosures. has a nice table for that. A um, bunch of different stuff, fuse sizes, breaker standardized sizes, appliance classes. Uh, there's just a lot of electrical symbols. Um, plug and socket configurations, just some really, really good stuff, even wire color coding. Uh, and then, of course, if you want to unlock some of the stuff, you can pay for the one, okay? Because you really didn't say, I didn't see in your question bin where you said free, so you're willing to pay for some. So those are probably two of the ones that I'd recommend uh, as well. It, obviously, the uglies, uh, that. And there's a bunch of other ones, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this, Ben. If you go, I'm an, I'm an Android guy, so I'm not really an Apple person. Uh, and there's plenty of them in Apple. Uh, but you go to your store, you type in uh, electrical, and you're going to get a list of them. And any of them that are free, how about you just download them and give a look at them and see. They're probably all great. I probably have four or five on on my uh, my phone. Which brings me to the one that is free that I'm going to tell you is that I highly recommend uh, as well, even though the other ones are awesome anyway it's called all electrical formula and you literally search it for that and it's got a little icon and it's it's, it's going to have an orange red blue and green and it's got like tools on it it's it's got a socket on it and you know plug attachment plug whatnot uh it's a great little app it's put out by hitisha tech um and it does come with ads in it but who cares anything for free i don't really worry about ads if something i'm getting for free um but that's a great one as well Okay, so I would, you know, those are some good ones to, to download. Um, and another one, I guess, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm on a roll here. Uh, there's one called Electrical Engineering Calculations. Okay, and that one is put out by Hassan Ahmad, and it's 2.1.7 version. Uh, it's great. You can, buy a, you can buy a key and get the unlocked version. There's, there's obviously some limitations in the one that's not unlocked. But I'll be honest with you, the unlocked version really has a lot of great stuff in there more towards the engineering side than it is just the normal electrician side because it talks about ohm's law joules uh you know active power reactive power i wouldn't put it up there with those other ones and i certainly wouldn't put it up there with the ugly um but um really good resources to have so hopefully ben that answered your question uh the next one is luke luke has another question luke's active on the board here uh, as a new member, thanks for joining, Luke. He says, I'm having trouble with the test question that asks, and he has in parentheses, it says, a dwelling with 2,700 square foot, what's the minimum amount of outlets circuits? Well, this one can go a bunch of different ways, Luke. Your answers here is A, B, C, and D. You have two, four, six, and eight. Now, I'm a believer that none of those answers are correct. Okay, I'm a, I'm a believer that none of those uh, are correct because let me let me tell you why. So when I'm looking at this calculation and I'm thinking this thing through, I'm want, I'm figuring he wants to know the total number of actual branch circuits that are necessary for a dwelling. 
And when we look at the code, there's a couple things that are given here, okay? And one of the things that we learn early on in the code is that there are certain types of circuits. Before I even do the, the requirements for 3VA per square foot and that kind of stuff, there's some general basic stuff that we need to incorporate. And that is the required branch circuits to, to be considered. All right, so uh, that's going to take us to 210.11, and it says branch circuits that were required. All right, so there's certain ones that are going to be required. Uh, so when we look at those, it tells you, we go down to C, which is for dwellings, and it says dwelling units. So you have small appliance branch circuit. We know, we should know that it's a minimum of two. So I would write that down. I got two small appliance branch circuits, in case they're 20 amps, in case you didn't know. Uh, and then, of course, the next one, it says laundry branch circuit. Now, we don't meet any other caveats that allow me to not have the receptacle per 21052F. All we know is that the rule says that I got to have a laundry branch circuit. Now, we can argue whether or not you need to put the receptacle in if it was in a multifamily dwelling with a laundry facility on site. That's irrelevant to the question here. The code says under 210.11c2 that I have to have one laundry brand circuit, okay? Now, don't mistake this for using 1500VA to do a calculation for the standard or optional method. That's not what we're talking about. We're not doing a load calc here. All we're trying to do is find the number of circuits. So, again, sometimes students struggle with the two, and really all we're just trying to do is find a number. That's it. Uh, so... Um, so look, that's where we're going. So then we have one laundry circuit, all right? And then the next one, it says a bathroom branch circuit. It requires at least one. So that's one branch circuit for the bathroom. I'll say right there, I've got one, two, three, four required, okay? That's four of them that are required to have, all right? Now, to throw a little kink in this, and it's not part of this question, but if there was an actual garage Okay, that we're dealing with an attached garage uh, or a detached attached garage or a detached garage with electric power running actually to it, then I have to figure in at least one branch circuit for the garage branch circuit. Now that's new in 2017. Now there's nothing in this question, okay, that was presented to us. Nothing within this question depicted the need for a garage, okay? That wasn't in the question, it wasn't even in here, so we're not even gonna figure it in. But we can't say the same thing about the laundry, the bathroom, and the two small appliances. That's a given in all dwelling units, okay? So, all right, so in that case, I've got four circuits already. Now, I've gotta deal with the 2,700 square foot. So when we're dealing with the 2,700 square foot, the first thing that we need to realize is, okay, we got those four, we knocked it out. Those are required circuits. The next thing we're looking at is 220.12. In our mind, we're saying, okay, what does 220.12 say? It says, for dwelling units, the calculated floor area shall not include open porches, garages, and unused or unfinished spaces not adaptable for future use. I'm going to assume they did that. Okay. It says the floor area of each floor shall be calculated from the outside dimensions of the building. Now, all I know is this question gives me one floor. That's all I have right now. It's one floor. Uh, 220.12 also tells me that I'm going to use the unit load values in table 220.12. So in 220.12, you'll notice that it's a table. It's down a page, so down. You'll see that the dwelling units, it says 3VA, not 3 watts, 3VA, because ultimately you want to calculate this all in VA. 
So but it says 3VA. All right, so 3VA is what we're going to use here. So we already know the other circuits. So now the other thing that says, and it really, it's, a, it's not a really good question, Luke, because there's so many other potential variables here. But we're going to go with the basics. For example, I have people out there that say, I would do the, the basic general lighting and branch in a 15 amp, 14 gauge. And then there's some that say, no, 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 I'm going to do it in in uh, 12 gauge, 20 amp application. You know, whatever your flavor, when a code question like this, and I get it, doesn't stipulate either or, then I'm not going to interject my personal feelings of whether or not you jump to 20, 12 gauge, or you use 15, because I'll be honest with you, I'm going to wire 15 amp, 14 gauge every day of the week for general lighting and brand circuit applications. I just going to do it. Um, yeah, I can get away with less circuits if I use a 12 than I would if I used a 15, uh, but we can calculate that out and see if it's a big enough difference. So again, most of the time in a question like this, I'm going to use the, the worst case scenario, and that is since they don't say anything about 12 and 20 amps, I'm going to use 15 because that's the, the smallest acceptable branch circuit we can do here. So I got 2,700 square feet, and I've got uh, 3VA, right? So I take the 2,700, and I do that times 3VA, and that gives me 8,100 VA. We all together, right? We agree. So you with me so far? So when I had the 8,100, the next question is, what are these outlet circuits? These are branch circuits that he's asking. So they're 120 volt. That's the nominal we use. So I need to find out what the amp load is for all of these uh, potential circuits that are required at 3 VA per square foot. So it's 8,100 uh, uh, divided by 120 which is your voltage. Again, again, we're, we're, we're just solving for amps using our good old uh, calculation rules. And you'll see that that ends up with 67.5 amps. Okay, so we'll just use the pure 67.5 because that is the amps that it is. Uh, you know, the rules allow us to round up, but we'll, you know, we'll, we'll use it as 67.5 is what it is. In my example, we'll just do it that way. Um, so if that's the case, then I've got 67.5. Now, I want to divide that amongst the number of 15 amp circuits that I need. So I take the 67.5 and I divide that by 15, and that gives me 4.5. Well, I can't have 4.5 of a circuit. I can't have a 0.5 of a circuit, okay? A circuit is a circuit. They're whole numbers, okay? So I'm going to jump up to five. So that gives me five circuits, okay? And now for those out there to say, Paul, why didn't you round it? Then let's just do that. So it's 67.5. Let's just do 68 divided by 15. It's still 4.53333. It doesn't matter, okay? I take the pure value because it's easier to express it. So anyway, it's going to be five circuits. So we had the four plus the five. I believe the answer is nine, Luke, okay? So I think the question's wrong, or maybe you just don't remember how it was written. But for those out there who want to know how to find the number of branch circuits that you need for something, uh, this is how you do it. If you get a question that doesn't ask about all of the other things, like the whether or not you need all the minimum outlet circuits, and it just asks for the, the ones that are based on uh, 2,700 square feet, um, then you just would do just like I did, and you, at that case, you'd have five. And I noticed that five is not an answer choice up here either. Okay, so I think there's something wrong with the question. Um, oh, and remember again, uh, Michael says, and, and I think I reiterated it. If it is a attached, 
or a detached garage with power, then you would add another circuit in there for, for that requirement in the 2017 code for a garage circuit, okay? Uh, the next one is John Dominic, uh, Dominic, uh, sorry John if I'm butchering it, um, says, he says, passed, my, passed the Philly Masters exam this morning, couldn't have done it without Paul and the rest of you guys. If you're not listening to Paul's videos and podcasts, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. Absolutely. Thank you, John. Uh, after all, folks, they are free. I mean, you can't go wrong with free, right? I hope not anyway. All right. Let's move down the questions. Uh, the next one is Dennis Bison. And Dennis says, hey, uh, I live in Virginia. Hey, Dennis, I also lived in Virginia and grew up in Virginia, was born in Virginia. I didn't come to Texas until 2014, so I'm a Virginian at heart. He says, I have passed both the residential and commercial electrical inspectors exams. I'm assuming that's Prometrics or ICC that you took. It says, is the master's exam much harder than the inspector's exam? Um, well, Dennis, the thing about the two is that usually the inspector's exams aren't laden with calculations. They're just simply code lookups, code rules, things like that, and they're more geared towards the knowledge portion. Whereas the master's exams... Uh, or electrician exams are going to test your ability to do the different calculations. So my advice to you was, seems like you got a great grasp of the knowledge aspect of it. Start focusing more on the calculations. Doesn't mean you totally throw the knowledge stuff to the side, uh, but really focus on your calculations. Watch our videos on motors, transformers, ranges, dryers, uh, optional and standard calculations, uh, some podcasts out there on small store calculations, restaurants, and uh, just kind of hone your skills with those type of things. Listen to them over and over again. Pause them uh, until if you listen to them so much you're about ready to puke, which most people say they would after they've listened to me for very long. Uh, if you get to that point, then you know you're good, right? <laughs> so, uh, And you shouldn't have any problem passing your exam. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Bill Clem. Clementson, Clementson, I'm sorry, Bill, if I'm butchering it. Um, you say, I am licensed in Utah, and I'm preparing for the Nevada Reno exam. How is the ICC exam compared to the Utah? Well, you know, I don't know. The ICC exams that I'm familiar with, Bill, uh, and that I've all taken and passed with no problem, they were all inspection-based, the electrical inspections for ICC, which is for the inspector, residential, commercial, plans examiner. Um, I was, I'm not aware that if Reno has a, if ICC has a master's level or journeyman level actual licensing exam that they might have contracted with the state. Um, they might. I'm not aware of it. But I can tell you for the most part, if you are preparing for an electrical exam, whether it's ICC or PSI or whatever it is, usually they're going to be very much focused. Excuse me, focused on the National Electrical Code. And as long as you learn the ins and outs of the National Electrical Code, you're not going to have any problem, okay, at all. So, I did reply to your comment in there, Bill, and gave you some other insight. But be honest with you, um, I always tell people when they prepare for exams, just learn the code. Because nobody can write an exam 
based off of just pie in the sky. They all base it on some type of, of, of code and for exams. And an NEC is the universal exam for electrical. And so in the U.S., every exam. Now, that doesn't mean they might not have an administrative portion or they might have a safety portion or something else. And you just need to go to that state's uh, and get that bulletin for that exam. And in there, it'll give you a sample of what's going to be on the exam, and it will give you some reference documents. And you just, most of the time, uh, from what I've seen from some of my students in other states, like Ohio um, and things like that, uh, is that really you can get a separate little book, and that's got all the answers in it when it comes to the administrative. Because they, they might ask you just some simple safety stuff that comes out of OSHA, and they'll tell you exactly what sections it is. Um, or they're going to ask you things like, what's the if you forget to renew, how long you can go, go before your license expires, or, or what's the penalty for this or the fee for this. And it's really just a lookup. And so I can't prepare you for that because I, I don't have the desire to teach that stuff to people. Um, there's just too many states and you know to do that. Um, and so um, that's my advice. Go on and get a download for that. But really, study the code, and you really you really can't go wrong. You really can't. Just learn the NEC inside and out and learn those calcs and you'll be good to go, I promise you. Uh, I've trained over probably at this stage of the game now, probably over 40,000 students in my career and I'm spanning on over 30 years. Um, You know, I was a master electrician all that time, but during that time I also taught and traveled and seminars and training and ghost wrote documents for people. And, uh, you know... I can tell you, you you stick to the NEC, you're going to be okay. Okay. All right, next question is Norman Jones. Norman's not really, this isn't really a code question here when it comes to teaching other people, but you did have a question, so I figured I would answer it. Now, I did answer it, Norman, in the actual uh, thread on there, but I just figured I would discuss it here. So Norman's doing an installation. He says, I am building a 200 amp service that serves two tiny houses. All right, so he says, so I build a rack with two 200-amp main disconnects, two 200-amp main, uh, 200 meters, and a gutter in the middle of them. Uh, I bonded the neutrals to the main disconnects, but not in the sub-panels. Did I do this right? All right, so Norman, if we're just talking about the concept of whether or not you did case-to-neutral connections downstream at 250-24A5, it sounds like you... You did not. It seems like you bonded them together in the service disconnection means of each one of those two separate service disconnection means. It seems like you've done that. You have main bonding jumpers there. Uh, You probably have the grounding electrode conductors coming out of them down to either a common electrode or you're taking them both to the grounding electrode. Uh, However you'd like to do that flavor, although you can take that GEC from the gutter itself. which is ahead of both of the meters if you want and only need one location. Uh, that's an option under 250.64. You get a couple options there. Um, the key is, and your question is, it seems to me that you bonded the neutrals to the enclosure with the main bonding jumper and to the grounding electroconductor and to the equipment grounding conductors, common location, all of that inside the main service equipment where the main service disconnection means is and if that's what you did you did absolutely right the downstream panels you want them to be isolated and that governed by 250.24 a5 which tells you you need to separate the neutrals or grounded conductor which in this case is neutrals 
and have it floating away from the metal case, no contact to the case. But then, of course, you're required to run four conductors to a remote distribution panel. The bare or insulated ground, equipment ground, uh, your choice, is connected to the actual metal enclosure. And there's a separate bus there for all of the equipment ground and conductors that are coming from those branch circuits that are coming into that panel downstream. Then it sounds like you did absolutely the right thing. So hopefully uh, my information on there helped you out a little bit and you're, you're, you're going good. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Brandon R. O'Neill. Neil? Yeah. There's a lot of L's in your Neil there. Uh, Brandon had a question. He said, can someone clarify a code that I can't find? My latest NEC code book is 2011. Well, what's wrong with you, Brandon? You need to get a new code book, my friend. Invest in your future. Code books are cheap. The moment they come out, you should be grabbing that sucker and starting to learn the changes so that you got the learning curve down pat. If you do it right, it shouldn't screw with your current knowledge of what you're being required to install to in your jurisdiction. It should enhance your knowledge if you're doing it right. Those that tell me it confuses them don't understand how to pull out the concepts of the code and you can tell when something's different from a previous edition. Uh, And if you're learning the next edition and you see something that's highlighted, then you can then go back and look in the previous edition and say, oh, that's a change because that's why they highlighted it, right? So again, I urge people to get to the latest code book. But anyway, Brandon, you've got 11 code and you're asking in the 2014-2017 code states essentially every hot Uh, or I'm going to paraphrase and say that every branch circuit needs its own neutral. Otherwise, a roundhouse, again, terminologies, I'm assuming you're talking about a uh, multi-wire branch circuit, needs breaker ties to trip all circuits for safety uh, of the neutral. All right. Safety of the neutral. Okay, whatever. Um, So, uh, again, the references that I would give you here, Brandon, is typically uh, the applications would be looking at 200.4a and that's where the rule came in a couple cycles ago that said you know what uh, if you have uh, neutral conductors shall not be used for more than one brand circuit more than one multi-wire brand circuit which is sharing the neutral which I imagine is your roundhouse deal uh, and for more than one set of ungrounded feeder conductors unless specifically pr- uh, permitted elsewhere in the code and there is a permission and feeders elsewhere in the code in 215 for this application but again just keeping in general uh, yes every brand circuit is required to have its its own neutral um, now also again when you're talking about the roundhouse or you're talking about a multi-wire brand circuit and the breakers then you're probably uh, going to be talking about other areas uh, like 210.4b or whatnot. And I think Don, uh, who's a frequent member of the forum too, really knowledgeable gentleman, uh, directed you as well. So if that's what you're dealing with and you're wanting to know about that. But what I got out of the question is you're wanting to know about the requirement to have a separate neutral for application if if you're not running a multi-wire brand circuit. So I would think that that's generally uh, what, you're sh- what you're shooting for on that one there. Okay. Um Next one, Alex Hallman says, Hey, I'm set to take the master's license exam out, out of Indiana in a few months. Is anyone familiar with this one? Uh, any preferred study links? Yes, you're on it, Alex. You're right here. 
Um, the only other ones I would say is go watch our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash master the NEC. They're free. There's a lot of them. Uh, they go over all kinds of topics. You don't have to listen to the ones with me rattling on. You can really look at the subject line and you can tell whether or not it's a good topic or not. I don't really care which ones folks listen to. Um, but uh, I encourage you to go there. Um, other study links, um, they're all over the Internet. You can't really go wrong. Or there's some better educators than others, uh, definitely. Uh, but if you go on there, you can definitely find some study links. In fact, there's a video... Uh, and a podcast where I show you different resources that are online and I give you some insight into those. Uh, go watch that on that video or listen to that podcast and there are plenty of resources out there. Uh, I don't think there's any, to be honest with you, there's any bad resources, but I say that with tongue in cheek because I've seen some that I look at them and I go, no, I don't think I want anybody using that resource, but I don't know any that stand out for me right now. Again, I, I'm a bit biased um, the other one that you can learn really well from is um, Electrician U. Uh, there's a, a gentleman named uh, Dustin Stelzer who's actually in in uh, uh, Texas down here who's doing a great job uh, teaching people, teaching apprentices, uh, a lot of good subject. Um, now, I wouldn't consider you know Dustin like a, a code expert, but he's, 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 he's getting there. I tell you what, he's doing a great job. And... Uh, and uh, He's got a great thing. It's electricianu.com, and you can go listen to his podcast, his video cast. I guess he calls them vlogs. They're video vlogs. Um, does a great job, uh, and uh, real proud of what he's doing. Um, I love it when the young guys really are stepping up. I mean, us old folk, us older guys are not going to be around to, to carry the next generation. So uh, there's somebody that's got to carry the next generation, and, and, and Dustin is one of those that I am more than sure is going to carry the next generation. And talk about... Talk about passion, buddy. That young gentleman has some passion. He reminds me of me 30 years ago. <laughs> I'm burnt out, but he he's uh, he's definitely got it going on. So check that out, electricianu.com. Um, and you know that, that's that's all of my do for this one. Uh, I do have a separate one that I want to do uh, based on a really good question that was presented by one of the members of the forum. But it's going to take a little bit for us to work that out. Um. And so I don't want to eat up the time that we would in this podcast. I've already gone on 34 minutes. So um, I want to do some live stuff on this forum just for you members of our Facebook Master the NEC Exam Prep Forum. Again, if you're not a member and you're studying for an exam, go to Facebook up at the top, type in a search for Master. It's all separate words, folks. Master the NEC Exam Prep. And you'll find it and submit it. But be sure to answer the question. If you're just here to join because you're a master electrician and you want to come in and be snarky with somebody, you ain't getting in. And if you do get in, I'm going to ban you really quickly, okay? This isn't a democracy here. This is a monarchy, all right? I've said it, and I'll say it again. If you don't like it, you don't have to go and you don't have to listen to it. You don't have to read my material. God, is haters out there. I swear to God, they got nothing else to do but live in misery. Anyway... I'm all about positiveness, and I'm all about helping you pass the exam, my friends. So um, I like to give of my time. I could be spending this time with my wife, my child, my dog. I love my dog. Um, I work all day, and I come and do this, and I work all weekend doing these things, and I want to help you learn. Okay? Hopefully you got something out, but I want to do some, and I'll put in the Facebook. I will put in there 
when we're ready to go live when I do a live one and then you can come in here and post your questions live in that forum and we'll I'll answer the questions live as they're coming through and we'll answer some questions and tips that way uh, and uh, do it that way uh, and we'll see how that works so hopefully you get something out of this. this is kind of our just little mashup today on some of the topics that are on the forum if you have any other questions, folks, feel free to uh, email me at info at masterthenec.com or info at electricalcodeacademy.com. I'm really trying to shift away from the Master the NEC thing, and I know it's on everything I've got, but I really want to focus to the academy. It's it's an Electrical Code Academy uh, Incorporated, or ECA, you'll hear me refer to. Uh, it's, just a, it's just a corporate thing that we're trying to, you know, we're, we have more courses now. I mean, I have a residential course. I have a commercial course, have an industrial course, we have an exam prep course, we have calculation, or, or no, excuse me, we have uh, questions, and, it's, and, you know, and you know what, and I'm going to do this right now. For all of you that actually made it all the way through this, uh, all the way, I'm going to do this, how about this? For you that made it all the way through this podcast and listen to this end here, I'm going to tell you that I'm going to give you a discount code. Uh, if you want to get the exam prep program or you want to get the 800 questions that are online that, that are, they're just a, let me tell you what, it's 800 questions that, that are likely to be on an exam type of concepts. Uh, I'm going to give you 25% off of any of those, either the Fast Tracks program or the 800 exam thing. I'm going to give you uh, 25% off. In fact, if you want to use the 25% and you want to enroll in our 365-day courses on residential, commercial, industrial wiring, uh, or the grounding and bonding, tell you what, you can use the same code. It'll be 25% off only because you listen to the end of this podcast. And that code is going to be PODCAST25, okay? So it's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, uh, all capitals, and then the number 25. So I will put that up there. You can get 25% off anything site-wide on our website. Doesn't matter what it is. How about that? Just for you that listen to the end of this podcast. All right, folks. Till next time, stay safe. Uh, stay safe. Say stay safe. And God bless. Until next time, love y'all. Appreciate you. Every day the future's getting closer. Every day. Just looking bright.